Okay. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Larney Wilson Show. I'm so excited for us to go into what I've realized is actually part two of this conversation around perfectionism. And today we're going to be focusing on how you navigate, excuse me, how you navigate things not going as planned. Now, here is the thing about perfectionist tendencies is that we want things to go the way we expected them, right? That's the whole thing. Like we want to be in control of the outcome. That is like the thing perfectionists want. And the thing about life is that it just does not go according to plan. It does not matter how hard you try to cross every T and dot every I. Something will happen. Something will happen that's out of your control. And where I think we end up creating the most tension for ourselves is when we are trying to control things that are actually not in our control, right? Because we realize there are some things that we can control, like our reaction to things, how we navigate through things. And there's things that we cannot control, which is, which greatly outnumbers the things that we can control. And so when we are trying to control the uncontrollable, we end up feeling overwhelmed. We feel disappointed. We might feel like a failure, but that is a bit miss, how do I say this? It's a bit of a impossible expectation, frankly. Because you cannot control the weather. You cannot control what other people do. You can't control any of those things. But when we tell ourselves, oh, well, if I just try hard enough, if I just prepare enough, if I'm just cautious enough, if I'm just funny enough, if I'm just organized enough, I'll, I'll bypass all of the discomfort. That, my friend, is you setting yourself up to be disappointed. So <laughs> let us talk about how we can navigate through these things. I was thinking about some questions that would be useful for us to consider, just like a starting point of when we're navigating something that didn't go to plan. So for example, do you tend to replay a conversation that happened in your head? Do you go over a situation that happened and think, hmm, I wonder if I could have just done something different, said something else, tried to like be more funny or not said this thing or actually added that thing? Do you ever do that? Because if so, I want you to ask yourself, why am I doing this? And so maybe you're going to respond and say, well, I'm doing it because I'll know better for next time. And it's like, okay, so what are the chances that this exact scenario is going to happen again in the future? One. And two, if you really are looking to just see what you could improve upon for next time, that is very different because... (laughs) There's this sense, if you are genuinely wanting to just evaluate your performance, let's say in a, in a work situation, if you're looking to evaluate your performance in a work situation or even on a date, if a date didn't go according to plan and you're like, oh, I just want to know something better for next time. That is still you placing the pressure on yourself to be in control of it. And the thing is, my friend, you're just not in control. Like, I don't care how much you think you need to go over this thing to be better for next time, to be more prepared, to know how to be like funnier, prettier, smarter, whatever for next time. But like, you just don't have that much control. And 
Hold on, is it still? And that might, yeah, that's fine. And that might suck a little bit. It might sting to realize that you really cannot prepare enough to make up for the fact that you are in a situation that is out of your control. But it's really important for you to realize that. The hours that you will spend going over and over and over and over about what you could have done differently, what you could have done better, like, is that really going to help? Has it really helped in the past? Like, what proof do we have here that all of this self-flagellation is actually supporting us? And is there not a kinder way that we can support ourselves moving forward? I think, my opinion here, since you are listening to The Lornie Wilson Show, my opinion here is that you really are not benefiting that much by beating yourself up. And in fact, this notion that we need to be hypercritical of ourselves is inherently toxic. It is inherently unhealthy for us to believe that we need to somehow overcome the laws of physics and nature in order to control a future outcome that we have no idea is headed our way and that we have no idea will ever actually happen. You know, I am just thinking here of your time because your time is really precious. And if you want to know how to navigate a conversation better with a colleague or boss, if you want to know how you can show up better on a date or with a significant other or with a family member, criticizing yourself, probably not the most direct path to get there. But you know why it sometimes seems like it is? Because that is also a subconscious belief. When we jump to criticizing ourselves as a form of our perfectionism, it's because we believe that that is the fastest way to get there. It's because we believe that that is the way that we're going to get where we want to go. And there are so many reasons why you may have learned that. There are so many reasons why that was what you picked up about the world from a very young age. Like, as I'm saying this, you could maybe even go back in your mind and think, oh, I have been doing this for a long time. I have been doing this since I was four, five, six years old. We pick up so many subconscious beliefs before the age of seven that if left unattended, impact how we go through the rest of our lives. And so if jumping into criticizing yourself is the way that you are navigating your perfectionism and feeling like you have some control, then my friend, it may be time to look at that belief and rewrite it because you really are not doing yourself any favors. And the thing that I like to remember when I'm considering, oh, is this a belief that I want to hold on to is like, okay, maybe you believe that criticizing yourself is the way that you're going to get somewhere. Let's look for a completely opposite example. Let's look for an example of some time where there was not a need to be criticized in order to get better, where there was a 
pure, genuine desire and motivation and joy. And if you can't find it in your own life, then look for a role model who can demonstrate that. And that might be a celebrity. Like it might not be someone you actually know. But I find it useful to look for an opposite example because it helps us get out of our pattern. It helps us get out of our kind of blinders on mindset where this way is the only way because it's not. I guarantee it. There are about a million different ways that we can all do the same one thing. And so once you start to realize, oh, I don't need to criticize myself in order to get better, you can start doing something else. And you actually could choose what that is. You get to choose it because I'm willing to bet that the belief that you need to criticize yourself in order to get better or improve, and I'm putting that in air quotes in some way, didn't come from you. I am willing to bet that is a belief that you picked up from someone else in your life, from whether that was family, community, society as a whole. It wasn't a belief that you popped out of the womb with. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, you learned that somewhere. And because you learned that somewhere, you can learn something else. And you get to choose what that is. And that's the amazing thing about being an adult and working with your subconscious is that you get to choose. It is in your hands how you navigate your subconscious and the beliefs that make up the scaffolding of your life. And that is why I believe so, so strongly in hypnotherapy, because this whole modality allows you to realize you have so much agency. You have so much agency. You can do so much. You can do anything. You can do absolutely anything. And it is maybe the most exciting thing to realize that if you want to go out into the world and do amazing things, but what's holding you back is your own self-criticism, guess what? You don't have to hold yourself back anymore. And then that leads us to the question is, do you really want to do the thing that you say you want to do? Do you really want to do it? And there's a good chance that you do, but there's also a good chance that there are some fears or hesitations or doubts that have been lying underneath the self-criticism that then you'll also get to acknowledge and transform into more supportive subconscious beliefs so that you can take that conscious action. Mm, I love it. I love this for you. I love this for us. I really, really, really do. one of the things that I found as a hypnotherapist from working with clients, and I'm thinking of one client in particular who I worked with who felt like she needed to find the problem in her behavior or in a situation first, because that would keep her safe from experiencing disappointment or getting screwed over or, you know, whatever that was. And the thing is, 
And I, and I saw this and she saw this. But the thing is, we're going to experience difficult things. Like, sometimes I think we feel that if we criticize ourselves first, it won't sting if somebody else does. Or if we are the ones to tell ourselves it's not working out, then if someone else says it, then we kind of beat them to the punch. But the thing is, you're still a human and you're still going to experience disappointment. You're still going to experience letdown and sadness and grief. You don't escape that by bringing yourself down. It, it really is not something that you get to bypass because you went ahead and just criticized yourself first. Like it doesn't work that way. And sometimes I think that we believe it does until we look up from our experience and think, oh my gosh, that didn't make it any less difficult. You know, I was thinking about a situation in my life recently. I recently quit nannying. I left my job as a nanny for a family that I had worked for for six and a half years. And I really struggled to make that decision. I know this feels like it's a little bit off tangent. I promise I'm bringing it back. I struggled to make that decision. And at one point I thought, well, maybe it would just be easier if they chose to move because then it would be over. But I thought back to any time that I had experienced some sort of breakup, for lack of a better term, and it was never easier when the other person did it. Just because I wasn't the one making the decision didn't make the heartbreak any less, didn't stop the sadness or the grief. And so when I was making that decision with the babysitting, it helped me to realize and really put it in context like, oh, actually, I'm not going to escape pain or sadness. And going back to this topic, we don't escape pain or sadness just because we're being critical of ourselves. We probably just feel more of it. Because the more that we criticize ourselves, the more we put this energy out there around us that like we are open to receiving that kind of negative experience. And the more we look for confirmation that our initial thought was correct. So we actually will find dynamics where people do confirm the criticism that we held about ourselves because that on a subconscious level makes us feel safe because we know that our thought was correct from the start. But when we zoom out from that and we look at this whole conversation, we can see, okay, well, if I actually change the way that I talk to myself, if instead of criticizing myself, I start to find ways to support and encourage myself, then that creates this ripple effect. And so the people that we bring into our lives, the people that we meet, they are also going to want to support us. They are also going to meet our energy of looking for support, looking for the things working out. And that is something that feels very magical. It feels very maybe intangible. But if you look around your life, I know you will see that is true. That when you are looking for a problem, you find it. When you are looking for something good, you will find that. And of course, that doesn't mean that we don't have nuanced experiences, right? And that doesn't mean that even if we are saying, okay, I'm looking to be around people that support me, that doesn't mean you're not going to meet people who are trying to knock you off your game, right? 
still going to happen. It's still life. But when you have that belief inside of yourself that like, I am doing my absolute best. I believe in myself. I trust myself. I'm showing up for myself. The more you believe that, the deeper you believe that on a subconscious level, then over time, it doesn't take a long time, but it might not happen overnight. But over time, you create a community that also supports that for you. And you ultimately then get to live a life that feels so good because you feel good and everyone around you also wants you to feel good. And I want that for you. I think you want that for you too. So let us end here for this episode, friends. I'm so grateful that you're here. I'd love to know what your thoughts are on this topic and what you are choosing to let go of in the form of self-criticism and how you are choosing to adopt some stronger, healthier, more supportive beliefs instead. You can always either reach out to me on Instagram. If you are listening to this, you can leave me a comment. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to this, absolutely leave us a five-star review. We love to see it. Let me know what you're enjoying about the show and stay hydrated. Okay. Take good care of yourself and I'll talk to you very soon.